Hi everyone. On today's episode, I will be talking about who the Yoruba people are, where they're from, the language they speak. This was something that was requested because a lot of the listeners are actually people who are not Yoruba. This should have been my first episode, but I am learning on the job, so thanks for sticking with me. So I'll start with who the Yoruba people are. They are primarily located in present-day Nigeria, west of River Niger, also called Joliba, Kora, or Oya by the inhabitants. The area covers 70,000 square miles. There are other nations that also have indigenous Yoruba populations. In Benin Republic, with over a million people, primarily in Port Novo, also called Ajasha. Also in Togo, has over 500,000 people, with, of course, some people migrating there are people of Yoruba descent in diaspora, in the Caribbean, in Latin America, so Cuba, Brazil, Trinidad and Tobago, Haiti, and, and parts of Africa as well in Sierra Leone due to the transatlantic slave trade. So who are the main ethnic groups? There are lots of ethnic groups, but I'll mention a few. The Agbados, these include people from Ota and Lagos near the seacoast. And then there are Jabus on the east of Benin. And then the Agbas of Abakuta. There are the Ketu. And there is also Ijesha, Ondo, Igbomina, and Addo. In the past, the chief producer of the people used to be palm oil, shea butter, also called Ori, groundnut, cotton, and cocoa. The old seat of the king of the Yorubas used to be Oyo after the old capital, but in modern times, it is now Ilefe. So what is the language of the Yorubas is, wait for it, Yoruba. The earliest attempt to reduce the language into writing occurred in 1840 due to the efforts of an English clergyman and Reverend Samuel Ajayi Crowther, both working in Sierra Leone. In 1856, the standard alphabet was adopted. Using Roman alphabets, special care was taken to include use of accents. You see, the Yoruba language is known to have the same spelling for sometimes up to five words with different meanings, and the only thing separating them being the accents. Yoruba has a raised accent, an even accent, and a depressed accent. I'll give an example. A world spelt A-P-A. When the accent tone is raised, it is pronounced Akpa which means arm. When the accent tone is even, it is pronounced akpa, which is a spendthrift. And when the accent tone is depressed, it is pronounced akpa, which means a scar. So you see that the accents are very important in the Yoruba language. And then there are also many dialects spoken by different sub-ethnic groups that I mentioned before. Sometimes they don't understand each other. In diaspora, the Yoruba language is no longer spoken. Devotees of the Orishas, Santeria, use Lukumi. It is primarily derived from Yoruba. It is a liturgical language, so kind of similar to how Catholic priests use Latin during Mass and other religious ceremonies. Where the Yorubas are from, Yoruba history is received and has no written accounts. There are quite a number of versions of where the Yoruba people came from, but I'll stick to two. Version 1, the Yorubas came from Lamarudu, one of the kings of Mecca. Odudua, the ancestors of the Yorubas, was one of his three offsprings, and as a result of a family dispute about worshipping idols, the three princes dispersed. The two other princes, Gogobiri and Kukawa, went westward towards what is now Hausaland, and Odudua went eastwards. 
Odudua traveled for 90 days from Mecca and settled at Ileife, where he met Agbo Nirigu, the founder of Ifar worship, the traditional Yoruba religion. Okay. This version is unlikely. There are no such accounts found in the records of Arabian writers or, or an event of such importance going unnoticed by historians. Version 2. That Yoruba people originated from the remnant of the children of Canaan of the tribe of Nimrod. They are of the opinion that the pronunciation of Lamarudu could be Namarudu and could have changed because of the dialect of the people and because it's oral history. It's possible. According to Samuel Johnson, a Yoruba historian, who authored the earliest comprehensive book on the Yoruba people published in 1921. He's of the opinion that the Yorubas could have come from the East due to their habits, manners, and customs. In his book, he thinks they had to migrate because of religious persecution suffered by the descendants of Nimrod in Arabia following a war. He hypothesizes that they might have migrated from Upper Egypt to Ileife. This may be proved by the sculptures commonly known as Ife marbles. He thinks they're Egyptian in form. So the most notable of the Ife marbles is the Okpa Oromion or Okpa Oromion, which means Oromion staff. It is an obelisk standing 5.5 meters tall and 1.2 meters in circumference. It is located in, on the site of Oromia's supposed grave. The obelisk has etchings. The author thinks they may be Phoenician in origin, but they could also be markings representing the number of years on the throne. It still stands at the same site today. Looking at both versions, they could be mythology or have portions of it that are authentic, but there is no way for us to know that. Next up is the religion. For present-day Yoruba people, the religions are Islam, Christianity, and traditional Yoruba religion. But in the past, the Yorubas have always believed in the existence of an almighty god called Olorun, meaning Lord of Heaven. Olorun is considered the maker of all things, but too great to concern themselves with the affairs of men. Hence, they believe in the creation of gods as intermediaries known as Orishas. They believe in the invocation of spirits as observed by the Egungu festival. They believe in reincarnation, dead parents being born into the family of their surviving children. And they give the newborns names such, such as Babatunde, meaning father has returned, or Yewande, meaning mother has returned. They also believe in the afterlife and future judgment. There are multiple Orishas, but I'll mention a few of them. First is Ifa. It is a great consulting oracle for the Yorubas, used in divination. Another Orisha is Shongo, the fourth king of the Yorubas, Benin, and Dahomey, and was deified after he committed suicide because he was dethroned. Apparently, he was a tyrant. Thunder and lightning are attributed to him. And then there's Oya. Oya was married to Shongo and a warrior herself. Having failed in one of her war efforts and hearing her husband commit his suicide, she did the same. Rivenanja is named after her for the Yoruba people and is called Odoya. Tornadoes, violent thunderstorms are attributed to her. And then there's Ogun, god of war, and instruments made of iron are consecrated to it. There's also Eshu, which is the author of all evil, so the devil. The final one that I'll mention is Oshun. She's the goddess of fertility, beauty, and water. Beyonce channeled her during the 2017 Grammy Awards performance of Lemonade. I see a lot of references to Oshun by people usually in diaspora who practice the traditional Yoruba religion. For Yoruba descendants all over the world who practice Santeria in the Caribbean, specifically in Cuba, and Candoble in Brazil, they are a mixture of Ifa religion and some Catholic influences. 
Finally, dressing. So Yoruba people take pride in their attire. Traditional fabrics are ashoke, which is a hand-loomed cloth of different patterns, now used for celebrations such as weddings. If you're interested, you should YouTube videos of people who do this. It can be very relaxing. There is also ashofi. So it's a white cotton cloth, usually used as a cover cloth. And there's adira, which is tie-dye, traditionally in indigo blue. Nowadays, people make them in very beautiful, diverse, vibrant colors. I actually made this for my West African exams in secondary school. Clothing in Yoruba culture are gender sensitive, unlike many other parts of the culture. Men wear buba, which is a loose fitted top, and they wear shokoto. Shokotos have different styles, and there's fila, which means hat, and there are multiple types of hats. Women tie uro, which is a wrapper, buba, a loose blouse, gile, which is a head tie, iboro, also known as a shawl. It's not as common now and usually used by older women. There is a pele, which is a long piece of fabric that you place on your shoulder. Also less common now, but would be used for grand ceremonies like weddings. This is just my short summary of who the Yoruba people are. And I think this helps and gives a little bit of a context on the people that I'm talking about. Well, thank you for listening. And remember to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. Bye-bye.